Chapter Fifteen of the Scalp Hunters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Scalp Hunters by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter Fifteen, Light and Shade. The house we inhabited stood in a quadrangular enclosure that sloped down to the banks of the river, the Del Norte. This enclosure was a garden or shrubbery, guarded on all sides by high, thick walls of adobe. Along the summit of these walls had been planted rows of the cactus that threw out huge thorny limbs, forming an impassable chevaux de frise. There was but one entrance to the house and garden, through a strong wicket gate, which I had noticed was always shut and barred. I had no desire to go abroad. The garden, a large one, hitherto had formed the limit of my walk, and through this I often rambled with Zoe and her mother, but oftener with Zoe alone. There were many objects of interest about the place. It was a ruin, and the house itself bore evidences of better times. It was a large building in the Moro Spanish style, with flat roof, azotea, and notched parapet running along the front. Here and there the little stone turrets of this parapet had fallen off, showing signs of neglect and decay the walls of the garden impinged upon the river and there ended for the bank was steep and vertical and the deep still water that ran under it formed a sufficient protection on that side a thick grove of cottonwoods fringed the bank of the river and under their shade had been erected a number of seats of japanned mason work in a style similar to spanish countries there were steps cut in the face of the bank overhung with drooping shrubs and leading to the water's edge i had noticed a small skiff moored under the willows where these steps went down to the water from this point only could you see beyond the limits of the enclosure the view was magnificent and commanded the windings of the del norte for a distance of miles evening after evening we sought the grove of cottonwoods and seated upon one of the benches together watched the glowing sunset at this time of the day we were ever alone i and my little companion one evening as usual we sat under the solemn shadow of the grove we had brought with us the guitar and bandolin but after a few notes had been struck the music was forgotten and the instruments lay upon the grass at our feet we loved to listen to the music of our own voices we preferred the utterance of our own thoughts to the sentiments of any song however sweet there was music enough around us the hum of the wild bee as it bade farewell to the closing corolla the whoop of the grua in the distant sedge and the soft cooing of the doves as they sat in pairs upon the adjacent branches like us whispering their mutual loves autumn had now painted the woods and the frondage was of every hue the shadows of the tall trees dappled the surface of the water as the stream rolled silently on the sun was far down and the spire of el paso gleamed like a golden star under the parting kiss of his beams our eyes wandered and rested upon the glittering vein the church half soliloquized my companion i hardly know what it is like it is so long since i saw it how long oh many many years i was very young then and you have not been beyond these walls since then oh yes papa has taken us down the river in the boat mamma and myself often but not lately and have you no wish to go abroad through these gay woods i do not desire it i am contented here and will you always be contented here and why not enrique when you are near me why should i not be happy 
but when a dark shadow seemed to cross her thoughts benighted with love she had never reflected upon the probability of my leaving her nor indeed had i her cheeks became suddenly pale and i could see the agony gathering in her eyes as she fixed them upon me but the words were out when i must leave you she threw herself on my breast with a short sharp scream as though she had been stung to the heart and in an impassioned voice cried out oh my god my god leave me leave me oh you will not leave me you who have taught me to love oh enrique why did you tell me that you loved me why did you teach me to love zoe enrique enrique say you will not leave me never zoe i swear it never never i fancied at this moment i heard the stroke of an oar but the wild tumult of my feelings prevented me from rising to look over the bank i was raising my head when an object appearing above the bank caught my eye it was a black sombrero with its golden band i knew the wearer at a glance seguin in a moment he was beside us papa exclaimed zoe rising up and reaching forward to embrace him the father put her to one side at the same time tightly grasping her hand in his for a moment he remained silent bending his eyes upon me with an expression i cannot depict there was in it a mixture of reproach sorrow and indignation i had risen to confront him but i quailed under that singular glance and stood abashed and silent and this is the way you have thanked me for saving your life a brave return good sir what think you i made no reply sir continued he in a voice trembling with emotion you have deeply wronged me i know it not i have not wronged you what call you this trifling with my child trifling i exclaimed roused to boldness by the accusation ay trifling have you not won her affections i won them fairly pshaw sir this is a child not a woman won them fairly what can she know of love papa i do know love i have felt it for many days do not be angry with enrique for i love him oh papa in my heart i love him he turned to her with a look of astonishment hear this he exclaimed oh heavens my child my child his voice stung me for it was full of sorrow listen sir i cried placing myself directly before him i have won the affections of your daughter i have given mine in return i am her equal in rank as she is mine what crime then have i committed wherein have i wronged you he looked at me for some moments without making any reply you would marry her then he said at length with an evident change in his manner had i permitted our love thus far without that intention i should have merited your reproaches i should have been trifling as you have said marry me exclaimed zoe with a look of bewilderment listen poor child she knows not the meaning of the word ay lovely zoe i will else my heart like yours shall be wrecked for ever oh sir come sir enough of this you have won her from herself you have yet to win her from me i will sound the depth of your affection i will put you to the proof put me to any proof we shall see come let us in here zoe and taking her by the hand he led her towards the house i followed close behind as we passed through a clump of wild orange trees the path narrowed and the father letting go her hand walked on ahead 
zoe was between us and as we reached the middle of the grove she turned suddenly and laying her hand upon mine whispered in a trembling voice enrique tell me what is to marry dearest zoe not now it is too difficult to explain another time i come zoe your hand child papa i am coming End of chapter 15